0: It's been nearly three months since the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade, and several states have continued to implement far-reaching abortion bans. William
1: Brangham has the latest. That's right, Amna. Conservative state legislatures continue to pass laws that restrict women from getting an abortion. There are 14 states where abortion bans are in effect. And just this week, West Virginia passed a near-total ban that will be signed by their governor in coming days. Following all of this closely is Mary Ziegler. She's a law professor at the University of California, Davis, and is the author of Dollars for Life, the Anti-Abortion Movement and the Fall of the Republican Establishment. Mary Ziegler, great to have you back on the news hour. Uh, today, Indiana's near-total ban goes into effect. Earlier this week, we saw West Virginia pass something similar. Where do these states fit in the spectrum of, of other states that have acted post this Dobbs ruling?
0: Well, in some ways, this is kind of a familiar script. We expected these to be, these are deeply conservative states. We expected to pass sweeping bans, and that's what we're getting. If anything, though, there are some signs that Republicans in these states are getting cold feet a little bit when it comes to passing um, the most extreme forms of abortion bans. Uh, West Virginia dialed back the kinds of punishments that people could face for violating its abortion ban, um, undid the idea of criminal punishment, for example. Uh, Indiana, at least. Um, in theory, has exceptions to its abortion ban, although whether those are actually available in practice remains to be seen. So I think both of these are a sign that bans are continue are going to continue to appear in red states, but also that Republicans in red states are exactly not entirely sure how to play the politics of abortion in a post-dobbs
1: America. It's been a few months, as we said, since this ruling. What has the impact been in all of these states on on women and on providers?
0: Well, we we know that, in many of these states, people are either having to carry pregnancies to term or to carry out of... uh, to travel out of state to access abortion. Um, That of course adds uh, levels of risk to people for whom out-of-state travel is complicated. Uh, We also have seen evidence that um, access to care for people who are pregnant who are not seeking abortions is being affected, in part because many states are prescribing pretty harsh criminal penalties for people who... Perform abortions, which creates uncertainty about exactly what abortion is, and has made doctors reluctant to intervene even in some emergency medical situations when they're afraid that doing so could land them in serious legal trouble.
1: We have seen some pushback from voters. We saw Kansas, where voters there protected the right to abortion on a ballot measure. Michigan is going to face a similar question in November. I mean, the Democrats are certainly hoping that this issue will continue to animate their base, but Are these are these voter pushbacks falling along traditional partisan lines?
0: Well, it's, it's too early to say, uh, obviously, in every context. There's a lot of variation. But uh, you mentioned Kansas. In Kansas, the answer pretty clearly is no. Um, we saw um, Kansans overwhelmingly reject a proposal to undo state constitutional abortion rights in that state. That kind of resounding loss would have required many independents and Republicans to join in uh, for it to be possible. We have seen um, in Michigan, for example, uh, The number of signatures gathered in support of a state constitutional amendment recognizing abortion rights would far outpace what you would expect if this had just been a kind of partisan initiative. And that's supported by polling. We know that, in many states that may not vote for Democrats, for state legislature or state office, may well want to vote for abortion rights. So this doesn't always break down cleanly along partisan lines when you present the issue directly to voters.
1: And what about on the legal front? We have seen some courts stepping in to block some of these trigger laws. Um, Are are these legal battles, in a sense, from the the pro-abortion rights angle, are these just prolonging the inevitable, or are these actually winnable fights?
0: It really depends on the context. So, in in a kind of post-Obs America, we're going to see state constitutional battles. So, people on the pro-abortion rights side who are saying essentially these laws violate the state constitution, even if there's no longer a federal right to choose. Some of those may fare pretty well. It's going to just depend on who's sitting on those state Supreme Courts because partisan composition there matters, just as it does on the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, In other cases, we're seeing federal constitutional challenges on different bases. So, for example, the idea that some of these trigger laws are so vague that reasonable doctors couldn't possibly know what was allowed and what wasn't allowed. Um, The fate of those challenges is a little bit unpredictable, simply because it's a different legal ground than the one the U.S. Supreme Court has weighed in on. But I think it's fair to assume that, in a lot of places where the judges making the decisions were uh, nominated by Republicans, we're looking at postponing the inevitable. But the overall legal picture is complicated and chaotic.
1: Complicated and chaotic indeed. That's why we always keep coming back to you. Mary Ziegler of UC Davis Law School, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having me.